Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Something About Sports right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Chip Hazard. I'm Roger Sierra. Now, we've already had the NFL draft, and we've already discussed the NFL draft. But today we're going to talk about 15 NFL players that proved Mel Kuyper wrong. Now, some of you out there probably know who Mel Kuyper is, right? Honestly, some people may think he's the reincarnation of Dracula, but let me break that down. You know, with the ridiculous widow's peak haircut and all that shit. But anyway, so Kuyper for many, many years has been involved with the NFL draft. And Kuyper has had a fair share of success. And by success, I mean, you know, you can, you know, you can't fault the guy for being, you know, the father of draft analysis and the industry, but there have been extensive studies on his accuracy and even some that show it's just better just to guess than take somebody's advice. Um, some of the players that Mel Kuyper predicted to be stars like Ryan Leaf, Ricky Stanzi, Jim Marcus Russell, Mike Williams, by far his, by, by far the most overrated I think he ever talked about was in 2010 when he talked about Jimmy Clausen. Kuyper said, and I quote, if Jimmy Clausen is not success, if, is not a successful quarterback in the NFL, I'm done. That's it. I'm done. To which Todd, Mich- Todd McShay said, what is your favorite frame, Mel? When do we make that assessment? Kuyper said, I want eight years. I think all football fans are looking forward to that day in 20, well, at the time 2018 because this article was written in 2017. Anyway, today... We're not focused on the players that Mel Kuyper absurdly overrated, but we're going to be talking about the players that he got that he got wrong, that were proven wrong. The pro bowlers that he said would be duds. The Hall of Famers that he predicted wouldn't be anything in the league. So, fuck the big board. We're just going to throw it all out. And today we're talking about the top 15 NFL players that proved this man wrong. Which one do you guys want to take the first one tonight? Well, before we get into that, I want to uh, say one thing. Happy retirement, Rob Gronkowski. We'll see you in six weeks like we did Tom Brady. (laughs) Uh, First of all, it'll be like two weeks when he wins the 24-7 championship at uh, Money in the Bank. Yeah. Vince is still running creative, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just saying, he officially announced his retirement today. And I think it'll last about as long as Tom Brady's retirement did. <laughs> 40 days. If that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll, I'll start us off. Uh, first off, we're going to go with Ray Rice. So let's be clear. Before his 2014 domestic violence, Ray Rice was a top-tier back in the NFL. He was able to slice through defenses, stop on a dime, and occasionally truck a safety. In his prime... Only two other backs, Chris Johnson and Adrian Peterson, had run for more yards than Rice did. Mel Kuyper thought that the quote-unquote undersized running back from Rutgers didn't have a shot in the league. Rice was drafted 55th overall in the 2008 NFL Draft by the Baltimore Ravens, but proved to be a first-round talent during his short stint in the NFL. Kuyper and his ageless hairstyle graded the Ravens draft that year a B, but grabbing both Flacco and Rice in the same draft, he should have graded them higher. What do you guys think? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, 2008, that was, yeah, that was when they got, they got Joe Flacco, they got, um, uh, Ray Rice, obviously. Uh, their draft class that year was, uh, matter of fact, I'm not gonna go through the whole thing, uh, but, I mean, wait a second, am I looking at the right thing? There I go, alright. Um, yeah, because they took Joe Flacco 18th overall. Um, I really don't recognize any of the other people here. I mean, so maybe that's why he thought that maybe that it was aside from Flacco and Rice, you know, nobody else really panned out that well. Um, but then you look at just in the in the 2008 draft. Um, let me go back to the picks. So I don't fuck anything up. Uh, yeah, that was the that was when Miami Dolphins the Miami Dolphins took Jake Long number one overall. Um, and you go back through and you look at some of the players that were drafted. Um, See, Ray Rice went 55th overall. And, and he had some good players that came out, like Calais Campbell came out, Sean Jackson, uh, Matt Forte, Jordy Nelson. Uh, obviously, that was the uh, Matt Ryan draft, Gerard Mayo. But then you have players like Vernon Golston, Derek Harvey, you know, Sam Baker. Like, I mean, certain players that didn't get any Pro Bowl selections or you know, play in any significant roles on teams and things of that nature. Um, what do you say about this one, Raj? I mean, besides obviously Ray Rice's issues and he definitely had them. Um, I mean, Ray Rice was one of my, my fantasy people that I always wanted to get because of how great he was to begin with. Um, Duke could play. And I, I always hate to think of like the small, small running backs won't last long. I mean, how long did Darren Sproles last? And he was the smallest guy out there. Yeah, Darren Sproles lasted a while. CJ Spiller lasted a while too. Yeah, I mean, small guys can last. I don't get that at all. Right. Uh, but yeah, but just like what the article said, he was the 55th pick overall, uh, selected second round of the 2008 draft. Uh, he is a Super Bowl champion. Uh, two-time, you know, second-team All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler, uh, first-team All-American in 2007 out of Rutgers University. Uh, he ended his career with uh, 6,180 yards, uh, 37 touchdowns, uh, 359 receptions, uh, 3,034 rushing, I'm sorry, uh, receiving yards and six touch, six receiving touchdowns. So he had a nice little career for himself. I mean, he got a Super Bowl out of the deal. Um, it's just, it's just unfortunate the, uh, the situation that happened where the incident on the elevator took place and that kind of stifled, you know, his career pretty much. Yeah, yep. for sure. Um, yep. I guess we can move on to the well, next uh, gentleman. Oh, already used this. Yeah, real quick. Had had Rain Rice not gotten into trouble uh, with with the domestic violence charges, where do you think he would have ended? I mean, he he still be. Oh, actually, I don't know if he still be in a league. It'd be pretty long, fourteen years as a running back. But, well, I mean, he Frank, probably Frank, Frank Gore played damn near thirty years, something like that. I'm not. I'm paraphrasing. I know. I know he wasn't in the league that long. Damn, it felt like it. No, that man was around forever. He was. He was around, he was around during black and white television days. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> Him and Jim Brown ran train all over the AFC. Whoa, wait, what? Did we Nothing. 
Keep going. Oh. What? Wow. <laughs> Keep it going. Get your mind out the gutter. Uh, but uh, no, mind out the gutter. <laughs> you said <laughs> it. Um, no, I think he would have had a. I see with the free agent market being the way that it was. I'm thinking he could have possibly. He could have stayed in Baltimore, but he could have possibly left and went somewhere else too. I don't know. I don't know how his. This is weird because I really don't know how he would have uh, turned out for other teams. Well, I mean, would it be because at that at that point, even if you just go to 2013 and the 2013 Ravens, um, they had. Let's see, where were the Ravens at that year? Ravens were eight and eight in 2013. Um, they had uh, Ray Rice, but they also had Bernard Scott and Bernard Pierce, and they had two fullbacks with uh, Vontae Leach and Kyle Jacecki. Um, which Kyle Jacecki's Kyle has been, you know, bounced all over the place too. He's played, well, no, he's only been in two places. He's been in Baltimore and he's been in San Francisco since uh, since uh, 2017. So, but. To answer that question, I think he may have, he may have been on that pace to be a, a quality back. But I mean, just like with every running back, you the older you get in your career, the more you start to wear down a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's, yeah, it's like one said, of those I, fun I what ifs. What we would been like? It's just weird, right? Like running backs are the hardest ones to ever actually predict their success and all that. Yeah, but hey, prove Mel, Mel Kuyper wrong apparently. So, well, all right then. So I guess we can move on to the next one. Uh, you got it, Raj. All right, real quick before we move on to the next one, just got some breaking news. Um, Jalen Ramsey had shoulder surgery today. Uh, apparently, he played all last season with uh, tears in both of his shoulders. Uh, but they're saying he should be ready before the start of the season. Maybe that could explain why he played so bad last season. Yeah, I mean, golly, I mean, jumping up, trying to get the, you know, trying to get interceptions and, you know, blocking, you know, passes and stuff. But, golly, I, I couldn't, I, my, my shoulder's hurting just thinking about that. Um, But, you know, but like, we, like what you said, you know, hopefully he gets better off in the season, you know play better and stuff um that being said though let's move on to the next one on the list you got it raj uh yes next on the list uh it's mr reliable himself anquan bolden um even though the espn draft guru has praised bolden in the last uh few years that wasn't exactly the case during the 2003 nfl draft Bolden went 53rd overall to the Arizona Cardinals, and Kuyper thought Bolden would contribute, but not to magnitude he did. Uh, he even gave the Cardinals an overall draft grade of C. Now, Kuyper uses Bolden as a comparison for potential top-tier wideouts. I mean, I would too. I mean, uh, so Bolden, over the course of his career, defied odds and had several outstanding seasons. He was a three-time Pro Bowler and played a major role in the Ravens' uh, Championship win. Uh, what year was that? God. Uh, it was 20... Ooh. What, 13? 
2013 or 2014. Okay, I think probably 2013. Um, and in 2017, the former Florida State Seminole retired as a member of the Buffalo Bills, leaving his 100-plus thousand reception career behind. Uh, now retired, we wonder if he laughs at the doubters like Kuiper. I mean, that man... I mean, <laughs> probably. 2012. Yeah, 2012, okay. Yeah, 2012. It's when he. Uh, it's when the, they faced off against Colin Kaepernick and the 49ers yep. in the blackout game. And Beyonce made the lights go out. Yeah. Yep. Nevertheless, though, what'd y'all think of An- uh, Anquan Bolden? Like I said, Mr. Reliable himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm- what yeah, else man. can you say about him? Yeah, this man this man made Pro Bowl his rookie year. He was Offensive Rookie of the Year. He was a Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year in 2015. People don't know this too. He also won a uh, he also won the 2000 uh, uh, Sugar Bowl uh, when uh, the Florida State Seminoles defeated the Virginia Tech Hokies 46 29. Um, I definitely don't remember that. Yeah, no, he I don't either. I was also eight and not watching college football. Right. Well, I mean, he wasn't. He he was on the team, but he wasn't. He wasn't the MVP of the game. The MVP of the game was actually wide receiver Peter Warwick, who ended up getting drafted in the year. Uh, let's see what that is. Okay, so he was okay. So he won the championship, but he was he was he had he had been a uh, he had been like a sophomore or something. Who of the year? Um. Yeah, because it says it was the year ninety nine. So he had to be a freshman or something. He had to be a freshman because he uh, got drafted yeah. in two thousand three. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Damn, he played all but, four years. Uh, yeah, he must have. Yeah. Um, but he has one thousand seven one thousand and seventy six receptions, forty two uh, uh eighty two total touchdowns, thirteen thousand seven hundred and seventy nine receiving yards, along with a Super Bowl championship. So yeah, he, uh, you know, which I, which a lot, I me, mean, a lot of people like the, and he, and he holds records as well. Um, most receiving yards in the first career game with two hundred seventeen, most receptions in the first twenty six games of your of, of an NFL career with one hundred fifty seven, fastest to get to two hundred receptions, fastest to get three hundred, four hundred, five hundred, uh, seven hundred, seven hundred. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. He holds, uh, he holds several. I mean, those, these are the, the, the NFL records that he that he uh, owns. Um, yeah, his best. A lot of people say that his best year was uh, two thousand and five. Uh, he had hundred. He had a, a hundred and two receptions, off one hundred and seventy one targets for fourteen hundred and two yards, uh, seven touchdowns. Who was his quarterback uh, at that point? Two thousand five. Yeah. Because it wasn't Coach uh, Palmer yet. It no. was... Ooh. Well, you got your pick. It was either John Navarra, Rohan Davey, or Josh McCown. Probably Josh McCown. Yeah. Yeah. If you can make Josh McCown look good, yeah, you are a damn good wide receiver. <laughs> well, I mean, that team had good receivers to begin with. Right. I mean, you got Anquan Bolden on one side. You got Larry Fitzgerald on the other side. I mean, kind of Bryant Johnson in the slot. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was, that was a good Cardinals team. 
They just didn't have the, you know, complete uh, defense and obviously outstanding quarterback to help them continue on. Right. Right. Yeah. But did, I mean, they made it to the Super Bowl with uh, Kurt Warner, didn't they? You talking about like Kurt Warner's a scrub, though? Yeah, for real, bro. What's, his, <laughs> what's your disrespect? <laughs> when did I disrespect Kurt Warner? The way you made it sound like I was like, damn, you didn't like Kurt Warner? Yeah, no, I love I love Kurt Warner. Okay. What are you talking about? I was so confused. Like, damn. <laughs> yeah. No, I said I said they made it to the Super Bowl with Kurt Warner. Oh, it's it's the, the what you put into it, the, the like the way you said it. <laughs> You were like, yeah, but they made it to a Super Bowl with Kurt Warner, like, like he was a scrub or something. I was like, hold on, no, no, are we gonna do this shit again, like the whole Baker Mayfield thing? Really? Hold on, but this time it wasn't only me who thought you, <laughs> yeah, you put a, disrespect on that man's name. It, it, the way you did say it, like, I guess the like the infle- the part where you put your inflection, I was like, whoa, I was like, man, I was like, I thought you liked Kurt Warner for a second. <laughs> yeah, I will try to maintain <laughs> a well presented whatever the fuck i don't I, i'm sorry i made y'all think something else shit <laughs> you're good but i was just like damn nah. I, I, I didn't think you i was like I, I was confused for a second i was like man i thought you liked her warner but nah i do yeah I do. did you did, have you, did, have y'all seen that movie yet i want to life? i was waiting for it to come out on streaming dude, yeah i haven't seen it yet dude it yeah i it dude it's one of the best sports movies i think i've ever watched is it one of the best i know he really, played go ahead I'm sorry, I didn't know Kurt Warner played for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, he technically did, but didn't. Because wasn't he practice yeah. squad? Yeah, in 94. Yeah. Uh, then he went and played arena football for the Iowa Barnstormers yeah. and the Amsterdam Admirals. And then uh, came back and was with the St. Louis Rams from 98. Yeah, from 98 to 2003. Then he played for the Giants in 04, and then he finished with the Cardinals from 05 to 09. Yeah. And he's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. As he should be. Should be. Yes. Because, I mean, he did pretty much everybody. He did. He pretty much lived a movie life. Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't well, make it. Try again, son. <laughs> yeah, because when he was playing for the, the Admirals, wasn't he also like a cashier at a, uh, yeah, yeah, at a grocery cat- store? Yeah, he working at yeah. a grocery store. Yeah, and then the the Rams came calling, and what was the coach's name at the time? Uh, Dick Vermeil. Yeah, Vermeil. He yeah. saw a tape of him or something like that, and took mm-hmm. a chance on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, and really, he was just there to be a backup for Trent Green. And then once Trent Green got hurt, that's it. The original know? Brady. Yep, that's that, that. That's the truth, right there. But nevertheless, let's move on to the very next one. Uh, the next one is Clay Matthews again. Kuiper never really knocked Clay Matthews, but he never really gave him full credit either. The Pro Bowl linebacker was undersized, and his father, who was the defensive coordinator at his high school didn't even start him until his junior year. Matthews received no FBS offers and decided to walk on at USC, where he continued weight training and gaining mass. Eventually, Matthews made the team, but only started 10 games in his senior season. 
the Packers traded both their second and third round picks in 2009 to move up to grab the outside linebacker, a move in which many analysts, Piper included, viewed as a bad move by the Green Bay Packers, viewed as bad due to Clay's limited playing experience. Clearly, the Packers made the right decision, and Matthews has been a defensive force in the frozen tundra for almost a decade. So how did you guys feel about Clay Matthews? Um, it's weird that he did not receive any major offers. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like, he has he has the lineage of... Uh, well, yeah, because he's third generation. Yeah. But it's also weird that his dad didn't start him until his junior year. I'd be like, Dad, we're going to fist fight real quick. <laughs> right. His father, yeah, his father was Clay Matthews, a senior. His junior. brother is, um, well, yeah, junior. I'm sorry. No, it says, he, here it says Matthews' grandfather was Clay Matthews. Oh, grandfather, duh. Okay, sorry. I read that wrong. I apologize. <laughs> but yeah, Clay Matthews Jr. is the father of uh, Clay Matthews, I guess, the third. The third, yeah. Yes. It's so you know, weird. Whose brother of Casey Matthews, uh, who was who played for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's the uncle of Bruce Matthews, who is revered in Houston Texans slash Tennessee Titans lore. Um, probably one of the most anonymous players, uh, and he got cousin Kevin Matthews, Jake Matthews, Mike Matthews, he's Blake got Matthews. Kyle Matthews, Brian Matthews. Hell, for all I know, Kyle. Ma- yeah. <laughs> There you go. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he he did a lot, in, you know, in, in the time that he was there. He played, he played from uh, not t- uh, 2009 to uh, 2009, so a good 10-year stretch. You know, won a Super, won a Super Bowl title um, with the Green Bay Packers when they defeated the, uh, who was it, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. There we go. Um you know, 519 total tackles, 91 and, and a half to- total sacks, 45 uh, pass deflections, six interceptions, 17 forced fumbles, three defensive touchdowns. In in that 10 year stretch, yeah, he was he was a badass. Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, he's one of the guys that could read the line pretty well, knew when to jump, wasn't afraid to chase. Right. It's just one of those, he was one of those once in a generation kind of linebackers that, you know, like other, you know, people are going to like mimic his game style. Right. Yeah. And then in 2019, he played for the, uh, for the Rams. Uh, he tried to win that uh, title was Jared Goff. Yep. Uh, and then he's been a free agent ever since. The only team that's reached out to him to, uh, attempt to get him to, to play has been the Denver Broncos. Isn't he on the ESPN analyst thing right now? Or one of those uh, analyst jobs? I don't know if ESPN directly. He might be. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, no, I don't think he is. Oh, wow. He appeared on the episode of SmackDown? Yeah, a few of them yeah. did. Matthews made an appearance on the February 8th, 2011 episode of WWE. It was after the championship win. Oh, with Edge and Zig. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, from what I understand, uh, uh, let's see. 
Maybe yeah. I heard like a rumor of him possibly getting a job, but I don't know. That's that's very possible. Uh, he does make frequent calls to the Dan Patrick Show. He wants to be on the Dan Patrick Show. That's what it is. That's probably what it is then. Did you guys know that Dan Patrick actually uh, partnered with Full Sail University and has a sports broadcasting program? No. Yeah. Did not know that. No. Yeah. Uh, I I wanted to be part of it so bad when I was looking into schools. All right. So we're going to go from Clay Matthews to the next guy. Go ahead, Chip. All right. Next up, we are going to talk about Jeff Logman. So, this is going to take you back some. Back in 1989, the Jets needed some help on their defensive side of the ball. So, like any organization would, they drafted the versatile yet undersized uh, outside linebacker defensive end Jeff Logman. Boy, was Mel Kuyper not pleased. <laughs> now, he never said that Logman would suck. But he clearly thought that the ex-Virginia Cavaliers should have been taken much later in the draft. Kuyper went on to state that it's obvious to me the Jets don't know what a draft is all about. I mean, I mean that's that true. statement is pretty true. <laughs> He's not wrong. Is this- <laughs> no. That's the only thing I will agree with Mel Kuyper about. By the way, fuck the Jets. Good. I mean. <laughs> Shout not- out to you, Loso. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong that the Jets don't know what a draft is all about. He he was just wrong about this particular gentleman. Uh, I mean, are we sure about that? No, I mean, no, I'm playing. Yeah. So, um, well, Mel, your level of arrogance is only second to the amount of haircut, hair care products you use. Damn. Logman was not a not only a Hall of Famer but he made the all-pro team in 91 and led the defenses of both New York and Jacksonville in his career. The so-called expert was made to look like a naive novice. Uh, now, wait, wait, Jeff Logman's a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Not according to this. It says Logman was not a Hall of Famer, but made the all-pro team in, two, in 1991. Oh, okay. And did I read that wrong? Yeah, you kind of switched it up. Well, oh. I mean... Looking at his statistics, I mean, I mean, he had 459 tackles, 47 sacks, and 11 forced fumbles uh, from that, 89 that, to 98. That's not, I mean, that's not bad at all. Um, second team All Pro in 91. A uh, what, what the hell is F Pro Football Riders Associated? Oh, those fucks. Yeah, <laughs> all rookie team in 89. There you go. Uh, it says he, he he his uh career ended on the first his playing career ended on the first game of the 1998 season in Chicago although the Jags won on the sec on the last second touchdown from Mark Brunel to Jimmy Smith uh Logman had a torn muscle in his arm and he never played again um so but it says during his time in Jacksonville he was an avid hunter and fisherman <coughs> excuse me uh, began his broadcasting career with a radio show entitled The Outdoor Show, along with Captain Kevin Freyer and Kurt Waltz. After his playing no, career... Say it right, say it right. Captain Kurt. Kurt, 
Cat, Cat and Kurt. <laughs> After his... Damn it. <laughs> After his playing career, Longman continued his broadcasting career as a football cuddler analyst for Fox Television. Okay, well, there you go. So... But yeah, defensive end. He was he was the fourteenth uh, overall pick um, in that draft. This was back when they had twelve rounds. Um, Not a ironically, ironically in that draft, the number one overall pick was Troy Aikman. Number three was Barry Sanders. Number four was Derek Thomas. God rest his soul. Number five was Deion Sanders. Number 11 was uh, Darnell uh, Wolford. At 12 was Trace Armstrong. And at 13, the Browns took Eric Metcalf. And with the Jets picking up Lehman. Um, Is that DK Metcalf's dad? Uh, I think so. so. His dad did play football. Now look at his son. is also a monster. It says Metcalf is the son of former NFL running back Terry Metcalf. Terry Metcalf. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but that, but, but that, but Terry Metcalf is is is, the, is his father. Yeah, not okay. I don't see anything about DK here anywhere. Uh, it, this just a coincidence. It's the same name. I mean, that's yeah. not that's not a name you really commonly hear anyway. So it's just like kind of stuff. Right. It'd be different if it was like Jones or Jackson or some or something like that. But yeah, but no. Uh, so uh, D, DK Metcalf is the son of former NFL guard Terrence Metcalf. There you go. Yeah. I knew DK's daddy played in the NFL. I was just wasn't sure if it was Eric or whoever. Yeah. But, oh, Terrence uh, Terry TT. Yeah, he played for the Chicago Bears from 02 to 08. There you go. Bro, and then 20 years later, his son's one of the most dominant wide receivers in the league. Yep. Yeah. He's top 10, definitely. All right, let's move on to the next one. You got it, Raj? Uh, yes. Oh, hey, that's surprising. Uh, next on the wow. list, <laughs> um, old, old, old streaky Deshaun Jackson. Round two, 49th overall pick. That is where Deshaun Jackson went in the 2008 draft to the Eagles. So he was only, what, six picks before Ray Rice? Was Ray Rice? Ray Rice was 55, right? Uh, Ray Rouse was 55, yes. Yeah, so only six yeah. weeks before Ray Rice. Okay. Um, Kuiper was never big on the guy, mostly due to his size, but in today's NFL, it's clear that Jackson is a star. Uh, on his 2008 quote-unquote big board, Kuiper had Lima Swede, Malcolm Kelly, and even Mario Manningham. Well, Mario Manningham didn't do better. It didn't do bad, though. Won a Super Bowl. Yeah, Man- Man- yeah Manningham was okay. Yeah, I mean, he was very reliable across from... Uh, what was his name? Uh... Uh, Victor Cruz and uh, no, the older one. Uh, uh, what was the old guy? I kill, I No, the old, the older. Fuck, he's the one that Sterling Shepard. No, he was older. The older receiver on that Giants uh, Super Bowl team in twenty twelve, I believe. That was that'd be twenty. Uh, be twenty eleven. Oh, 2011, 20, 2012 season, wasn't it? Hang on, let me look up 2011 New York Giants season. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah well, they won the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Yeah, so hang on. It was 
It was Mario Manningham, Hakeem Nix, Victor Cruz, Ramsey Bernard, Ger uh, Gerald uh, Gerald uh, Jenkins, and Devin Thomas. Really, that's so weird. I, I feel like there was another older receiver that played, but it might have been the, uh, the season before. Well, if we go to the 2007 New York Giants, that might be who you're thinking of because Manningham, I mean, I know Manningham wasn't there, but they had um, Dominic Hickson, Sonoris Moss, Steve Smith, Amari Toomer. Amari Toomer is uh, what I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah. David Tyree and then Plexiglass Cheddar Bob. Yeah. Oh, Cheddar Bob Burst. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, Cheddar Bob. Cheddar Bob, man. He said, I always got that thing on me. <laughs> Locked and loaded. All right. Well, uh, well, Papa Doc had one. <laughs> yeah. Papa Doc, Papa Lock. All right. Uh, but no. Um, he had, like we said, Lima Swede, Malcolm Kelly, and Mario Manningham originally ranked higher than Jackson. Jackson went to the top 25 on Mel's board right before the draft, but was never on the watch throughout the 2007 NCAA season. Um, according to Kuyper, in 2014, if he were to redraft the 2008 NFL draft, uh, Deshaun would have went six overall to the New York Jets. There you go. See, you could have put up with that all day, uh, Talon. Um, oh, Lord Jesus, that would have been bad. I don't know. Who was their fucking quarterback in 2008? Would it have mattered? The Jets? Yeah. Would it have mattered? Mark, what, was it like, was it like Mark San Wait, two, I'm, I'm going to look this up. I, I want to say it was Mark Sanchez, 2008. Or Kerry. No, no, it wasn't Kerry Collins. That's the Giants. Um, that would have been an interesting change, but he would not have shined in, as much in New York, even if as two would have. Oh, wow. It was Brett Favre. Oh, shit. It was Brett Favre. That's old, that's old dick pic Favre right there. <laughs> Cause he didn't even did he even finish that season? Uh, or did he have? Or was he forced to retire again because of the allegations before the season ended? He only played one year in New York, and that was two thousand eight. But then, then he went to Minnesota. Damn! Oh yeah, yeah. When he went to Minnesota is when the allegations came out. Yeah. Wow. But did he take both the Jets and the Vikings to the playoffs? Uh, I know he took the Vikings. Um, did he take the Jets? No, according to this, the Jets went. Let's see. No, the Jets went nine and seven. That was the year that Miami won the AFC East. It's the last time Miami won the AFC East. <laughs> and the only reason why Jay we Cutler? did was because Tom Brady. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think it was. Jay I don't think that was Jay. It Cutler. wasn't Jay Cutler yet. No, it was uh, who was our quarterback back then? Was hold on, go go down and scroll down, see who the fuck what? Holy fuck, was Chad Pennington? Yeah, holy shit! Oh fuck, I always forget about Pennington. We had jo we had Ch we had Chad Pennington, Josh McCown, Chad Henney, and John Beck. <sighs> Chad Henney. If you want, but we had but we had Ronnie Brown and Ricky Williams running the ball. If you want to oh, win, put Henney in. Um. What? What? So Hello? this ar article that I'm, uh, yeah, this article that I'm looking at, Brett Favre did leave the Jets to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I feel like he let, he went to the playoffs with both teams his yeah. first year. Well, what only one year with the Jets, but he went with the Vikings the first year. Yeah. Well, I mean, according to this, I mean, nine seven card, isn't it? I mean, unless he got in by the skin of his ass, I don't know. 
third in the AFC East. It says third in the AFC East playoff finish did not qualify. According to this 2008 article from Bleacher Report, he did. says Brett Favre, Brett Favre leads New York Jets to NFL playoffs. And this was August 22nd, 2008. I mean, I'm clearly looking at the the playoff picture from 2008, and I don't see the New York Jets anywhere. I I feel like he did, though. Uh, Let's see. 2008 NFL playoffs. Yeah, because it was Baltimore, Miami, Indianapolis, San Diego in the wild card, and then uh, Baltimore beat Miami, San Diego beat Indianapolis, and then the – Divisional round was Tennessee, Baltimore, San Diego, Pittsburgh. The Jets were nowhere in the playoff bracket. Yeah, hmm. they weren't. Because that was the year Pittsburgh and Arizona made it to the Super Bowl. Oh, dog. Yeah, they did not. Oh. God, they're, they're, the, the Vikings made it in with a quarterback named Gus Ferrati. Never even heard of him. Gus no. Ferrat, he was a journeyman. Uh, Twenty-one hundred touch uh, passing yards, I mean, and twelve passing touchdowns. But then you had Adrian Peterson with seventeen hundred yards, ten rushing touchdowns. You had Bernard Berrien was nine hundred sixty-four receiving yards, and Bernard Berrien and Vasante Shenoko made both had seven touchdowns, and that was your squad. Yeah. All right. We can move on from uh, Deshaun Jackson going to the Jets. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, so Deshaun Jackson is still playing in the NFL. Uh, oh, is he he's currently? Right no, he's currently signed. Nope. He is. He he played last with the Raiders. Yeah. He still uh, ain't been picked up. I mean, he can. I mean, he can still go somewhere. Still do something if he's healthy enough. I mean, he's definitely. He's, yeah. He's, He's a good kick returner he's, right now. He's he's thirty five. Yeah. He's up there in age, but but I think a lot. I, here's the thing: like as much as I think that he he's a good player, I mean, in his career, like six hundred and thirty two uh, receptions, eleven thousand uh, receiving yards, fifty eight touchdowns, you know, uh, thirteen hundred plus you know return yards and four return touchdowns. But I think a lot of people just remember, and it's. It's a bone because I think he did it in his rookie year. It was his. It was that bonehead move where he caught the touchdown and he dropped the ball before crossing the plane of the end zone. And they first they called it a touchdown, but then they said, "No, wait, you dropped the ball, you fumbled it, so technically it doesn't count." Well, he did it in college too. Yeah, but yeah. they didn't call it in college. Did they call it in college? Yeah, they called it back. Okay, they called it back in college too. Okay, yeah, because he played. Uh, he played for Cal. Yeah. Um, I know him also getting that catch at the, on the Giants the very last second to turn the Eagles to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, right here it says uh, during a Monday night football game against the Dallas Cowboys on September 15th, Jackson celebrated prematurely before running into the end zone by flipping the football behind him at the one-yard line. This led to what would have otherwise been his first NFL touchdown to be challenged and overturned 
with Brian Westbrook running it for a touchdown from the one-yard line on the next play. The Eagles then lost that game to Dallas 41-37. Jackson finished the game with 110 yards on six receptions, becoming the only receiver in NFL history to have one over over 100 yards receiving in each of his first two games besides the Eagles' Don Looney in 1940. Damn, 1940. Yeah. And apparently that's a record that still stands. Yeah. It's only Deshaun Jackson and Don Looney that have that. Is it or is it Looney or Looney? Either which way. Could, could be French. You never know. Or Louisiana. Oh, yeah, there you go. Anyway. So let's move on from Deshaun Jackson to uh, one one of the uh, I, I would say one of the the most underrated tight ends. There you go. Uh, For sure. And me not being me being you know not a Cowboys fan, I would say that that this guy is one of the most underrated uh, out there when right. he was playing. And- yeah, if you guys don't know who we're talking about, go ahead, we're Chip. Ta- we're we're talking say? about Jason Witten. Uh, right. And the now, problem... What? Are you are you going to read it or am I going to read it? I, I thought it was my turn. My no. no, no, you had uh, Jeff Jeffy Jeffy Lagman. Oh. My fault. <laughs> it, go go, it, goes, it goes Chip, Roger, Talon. Chip, Roger, Talon. <laughs> hey. He said he flipped the script Chip. on us. <laughs> I was about to say, wait, did I do something wrong? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, hey, you interrupted right. me. That's what you did wrong. <laughs> I was correcting you. That's what I did right. Yeah, you don't correct right. me, sir. <laughs> I just did. So anyway, number Shot. ten. I Jason do the Witt. correcting around here. <laughs> Who says? Says me. <laughs> he said what? Whatever. Let's get going. Hey, so ain't you ever heard? Jason respect Witt. your elders. Yeah, this man just hit forty-five. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even here. If we could continue, please. (laughs) If we could continue, please. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Trying to trying to trying to trying to fucking big me big himself up or something. All right. But anyway, so Jason Witten. The problem Kuiper had with the future Hall of Fame tight end was that he had not seen enough of him in college. At the University of Tennessee, Witten only played tight end in 20 games and was not considered an elite receiver and, and or even an elite blocker. A lot of teams, even Kuyper at times, had first-round grades on Witten based on his potential, yet he fell to the third round in 2003, where the Cowboys snagged him. Other tight ends uh, taken before Witten were Dallas Clark, Benny Jopru, and L.J. Smith. Clearly, Dallas's future all-time receptions leader was the right selection. Mel Kuyper was not 100% wrong, but Witten clearly exceeded all of the analysts' expectations with his longevity, toughness, and ability to dominate the middle of the field. I mean, there's not much to say. I mean, we, we know how great Jason Witten is. Um, well, we talked about him on the uh, on the Mount Rush. Didn't, didn't, didn't we have him 
either in the Mount Rushmore or in around the he was my honorable mention, mention category. He was my honorable yeah, mention. I think he was he was mine and Rogers honorable mention. I think I you might have had him on there. Or maybe yeah. I did. I don't know. Yeah. I mean I mean when you when you compare him to which I mean in the in Dallas Cowboy lore, I don't know if people I mean obviously because he's spent you know spending one spending your whole career with one team, obviously, yeah. No, that, he didn't. That, Oh, oh, where where else did he play? He played uh, for the Raiders. Raiders, yeah. Was this like later in his like his last yeah, season? His last season, twenty twenty, he played for the Raiders. And I think oh. he technically signed a short contract with the Cowboys to retire his jersey there. Yeah. Okay. All right. See, I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I don't even remember him even going to the Raiders. I, I guess that's yeah, it I don't was. think he did much of anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> he joined the Raiders in twenty twenty. And uh, after that season, he retired again, but signed a one-day contract to retire as a member of the Cowboys. Yeah, he only had. I mean, that's what he should have done. Was you know, he only had thirteen receptions. He only had thirteen receptions for sixty-nine yards and two touchdowns. Uh, When he he scored, Raiders. Yeah, when he played for the Raiders. Yeah, at least he scored. I mean. Not yeah, bad. at least he scored. Yeah, uh, his most receiving yards was in 2012 with 110. His most receiving, yeah, his most receptions was 110 in 2012. His most receiving yards was 1145 in 2007. His most number of touchdowns was in 2010. Uh, you know, but he did have a little problem with a little thing called fumbleitis in, in his career. He fumbled the ball nine times and lost seven of them. So yeah, he was definitely. Oh no! You call that fumbleitis? He had one thousand two hundred and twenty-eight receptions, and he only fumbled nine times in his career. It ain't the it ain't the fumbles. It's the it's the it's it's the loss of said fumble. Yeah, but he's not even in double digits of fumbles. Yeah, I wouldn't I call that fumbleitis, Bubba. I mean, uh, Deshaun Jackson, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, but at least Sean, but at least uh, Jason Witten's fumbles aren't intentional, <laughs> true. Or, or 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 bonehead decisions. That's true. That, that's true. So yeah, yeah I mean, Witten has uh, twelve hundred plus receptions for thirteen thousand uh, yards and seventy four touchdowns, and he's uh, the. Uh, all-time leader for most NFL games played by a tight end. He played 271 games. Surely, surely Jason Witten's a Hall of Famer, correct? He is. I mean, he's got, not. what, like three more years to be eligible? Yeah. Something like yeah, that? He's he's not a Hall of Famer right now. Yeah, he's not a, he's not a little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Eligible. He's not te- he's not technically a Hall of Famer, but he's, he's not seen- eligible yet. He's not eligible. When was his, you said his last season was 2020? 2020. I think he's yeah. got three more years. What yeah. Roger said. Yeah. Two thousand. Yeah. Two, yeah. Twenty twenty five is when he'll be eligible because yeah. for, for some reason it's always five years after your official retirement is when yeah. they. Uh, and he would have been eligible in twenty twenty four. I'm sorry. He would have been eligible this year had he stayed retired the first time. Yeah. Right. 
Oh yeah, that's right because he took off uh, 2018. Yeah, he retired in 2017, came back and played 2019 for the Cowboys, and then 2020 for the Raiders, and then he retired again. Uh, And he's the current uh, Liberty Christian School uh, head coach, uh, and they're located in Argyle, Texas. Yeah, I was going to say, I know, isn't that where his his daughter plays or something? I, I think so. I think it's a girls football team, something like that I heard about. I'm not 100% sure anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, he's a two-time first team all pro, two-time second team all pro, an 11-time pro bowler. Uh, he won the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. He won the Bart Starr award. He was the first team all SEC in 20, uh, 2002. Uh, and he is a member of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame as of 2019. So. Now this Liberty Christian School, it's it's it it's it's boys and girls. It's not it's not just it's not just girls. Okay, I just feel like it said like his daughter plays on there or something. Maybe all his maybe I don't know how many kids. Maybe Philip Rivers got four hundred fifty kids. He has four. Okay, so he's hundred. Uh, C J Cooper, Landry, and Hadley Grace. C J Cooper. Wait, wait are we, are we no. talking about? Are we, are we still are we still talking about Jason Witten? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because he because 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 uh, Roger had said something about Philip Rivers, and you said he's got four kids. Now Philip Rivers got fifty five. He got four hundred kids. <laughs> yeah, no, Jason I mean, Witten has four. Uh, C.J. Cooper, Landry, and Hadley Grace, not C.J. Cooper. Like <laughs> <laughs> one is called Landry for Tom Landry. No, right. he. He named him after Jarvis Landry. Could have. Or her. I don't know if that's a boy or a girl. I don't know. Landry's a very weird name. Are you kind of all yeah, the Philip Rivers kids? He got nine kids. <laughs> <laughs> he, he literally counted them all. Are they all by the same woman? There's the question. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. He, he, he married his junior high school sweetheart, Tiffany, in 2011. Junior high school? Yeah. He's a devout Roman Catholic, so obviously That's be why fruitful he has so and many multiply. Kids. Yeah, be fruitful and multiply. He's got seven daughters, Hallie, Carolyn, Grace, Sarah, Rebecca, Claire, and Anna, and two sons, Gunner and Peter. That man Gunner. Got- <laughs> that man got nine kids and only got two boys out of that. Yeah. And one of them is called Pretty Gunner. <laughs> <laughs> Do better next time. Come on. What, what's wrong with the name Gunner? But, come on, man. I'm asking a question. Just, ask, just answer on, the damn man. question. Wait, wait. Is his middle name Hunter? Gunner Gunner, Hunter Rivers? Yeah. <laughs> What the fuck, man? <laughs> no, his middle name's Sosa. <laughs> that's Gunner, what he should have called Gunner, his son. Gunner oh. Sosa. Oh, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Oh. Sosa Rivers. Y'all let me know when the Sammy Joseph, when the Sammy Sosa shit isn't funny anymore. I'll stop. I always be It'll never not be yeah, funny. It'll always be funny. What does this stop? <laughs> Alright, let's move on to the very next one. You got it, Chip? Are, are you sure it's my turn? Yes, it is your turn. <laughs> you're the one that hey, you're the one that decided it was your turn randomly. Hey, right. I, I know. 
You were the wrong, sir. And mind your business. <laughs> uh, next up, we're to talk about Matt Hasselbeck. Uh, so a waste of a pick. That's what Mel Kuyper Jr. called the Packers' sixth-round draft pick in 1998. Matt Hasselbeck. Well, clearly Hasselbeck did not do much in Green Bay as Brett Favre barely ever missed a snap. But the three-time Pro Bowler followed his coach to Seattle in 2001, hoping for an opportunity to be a starter. In his early years as a Seahawk, Hasselbeck battled for playing time with the incumbent Trent Dilfer. But after a strong... Trent Dilfer. Yeah, OTD. The true champion right there. Yep. Uh, But after a strong finish to the 2002 season he was able to snag the starting job. The XBC QB helped bring the Seahawks to dominance in the mid 2000s and is known as a great game manager. He continued on with his career in Tennessee and Indianapolis, retiring in 2015. Boy, Kuiper sure was wrong about this guy. Not really. No, I mean, he's a three-time pro bowler. Uh, he's on the Seattle Seahawks 35th anniversary team. Uh, he has the Niels V Nelson award. Uh, I'm not even sure what the hell that is. Uh, the Uh, Niels V Nelson award is an American college football award. That's given to a player, um, by the gridiron, uh, club of greater Boston to the player who has his conduct on and off the gridiron to determine high self-esteem, for the code football and exemplify sportsmanship. Okay. Uh, he is also in the Seattle Seahawks ring of honor. Not the ROH. Yeah. And he, yeah. he in ROH. Yep. Yep. Uh, he had for his, his entire career, uh, 5,330 passing attempts with 3,222 completions for a completion percentage of 60.5. His touchdown to interception ratio was 212 to 153 for a total of 36,638 yards and a passer rating of 82.4. Game, yeah, game, mean, he, game manager. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, did, he, he did his job. Yeah. I'm not I saying, mean, I'm not saying he's bad. I, I mean, know. I'm not going to be like Hassel, uh, Hassel, I'm not going to be like Kuiper and say he was a waste of a pick. No, he's, he was good at managing the game and, Right. When it came down to it, he his men, uh, his mental focus wasn't bad. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like he went to Super Bowl forty, he led him to Super Bowl forty against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, and in that game, he outplayed Ben Roethlisberger. Wait, what team was he on? He was on the oh, Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Sean Alexander. C- yeah, yeah, Sean Alexander. Absolutely. This was back when everyone says. You know, because especially because when the Legion of Boom came out later on, they were like, "Oh man, I've always rocked with the Seahawks." Oh yeah, who's Matt Hasselback? Huh? Oh, he's what that I quarterback from Tennessee, Tennessee, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve yeah, Largent, sir. Steve Largent. Sit your ass down, Ricky Waters, motherfucker. Steve Largent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Steve Largent. Yeah, but still, Ricky Waters. Um, but not Matt Hasselback in that Super Bowl was twenty six of forty nine, two hundred and seventy three yards and a touchdown, but he did throw a pick, so that kind of. Uh, but uh, Ben Roethlisberger went nine for twenty-one, 
with four, uh, 123 yards and two interceptions. The only t- passing touchdown was Antoine Randallel throwing a 43-yard touchdown pass uh, to uh, Heinz Ward. We know the only reason they won that game is because of old bus. I can I can make the case Willie Parker did a better job than Bus did. The bus, bro. He he ran fourteen times for forty three yards. Willie Parker was ten carries, ninety three yards, and a touchdown. The bus set them up. Okay, fine. You can set up. The bus sets you up. Cool. I'll give him that. He gets. But you, I think that, he gets but, you no yardage. That's all you need. He gets you right there at that, the red zone. But that was but but that was Jerome Bettis's like last season. That was his that was his going away party. Yeah. That's what that was. That was his going away party. Yep. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What? Hold on. Did he go play for the Raiders too? And we didn't remember. No. Yeah. No. 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 I'm trying to figure something. <laughs> okay. Okay. No. No. I, I was just. I was wanting to make sure I was. Okay. He is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm about to say Who? he fucking better be. Who? Jerome. Be- Jerome yeah. Bettis. Oh. I'm about to say he better fucking be. Yeah. Because I'm looking at the start. Because. The, the the Wikipedia page I'm looking at has like the 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 player comparisons position by position side by side, and it shows the uh, Hall of Famers. And I was looking, but then I looked at running back and it said Willie Parker, and Willie Parker is obviously not in the Hall of Fame that we know of, or it might be case make the case I don't know. Um, but Walter Jones, Steve Hutchison, Alan Fanica, Troy Polamalu, and uh, Jerome Bettis, all Hall of Famers played in this game. Um, that was that was a pretty good Super Bowl. I thought it was it was. Uh, I mean, it was one of the fucking second coming to the steel curtain was around. Right. I mean, Jesus. I mean, they had um, that defense alone, dude. Was like, I mean, you had Casey Hampton, James Ferrier, Larry Foote, Joey Porter, Ike Taylor, Troy Polamalu, Chris Hope, uh, Deshaun Townsend. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was it it's was a, good. Uh, our fucking defense. Yeah, it was. That was a really good. One. Who the hell? These nuts. Oh, <laughs> got him. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but no, nah, I mean, I'm Matt Hasselbeck did 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 an okay job. Yeah, I, I mean, getting drafted by the Green Bay Packers while Brett Favre was still there. Yeah, I mean, you weren't getting any playing time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it wasn't his fault, but yeah. Right. But I definitely don't think it, he was a waste of a pick, you know? I mean, hell, he was going, I mean, he ended up he, he ended up leaving with Mike Holmgren going to Seattle with Trent Dilfer uh, being there. And I think most people know Trent Dilfer for winning. Most, most people remember Trent Dilfer for riding the coattails of the 2000 Ravens defense. Uh, game manager. Yeah, perfect game manager. That's all you need when it goes. You need, yeah, yeah. Hell, Brad Johnson has a Super Bowl. Who was he on? That, that, I mean, he was on that uh, 2002 uh, Tampa Bay defense. I was like, I don't even know who the fuck that is. <laughs> he said that name. I was like, he's making somebody up. No, no, no. <laughs> Look it up, Brad Johnson. Look it up. He played with Minnesota for years. Uh, you know, he wasn't. A, I mean, he wasn't like a huge. I mean, he wasn't like setting the world on fire or anything like that, but. You know, you know he 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 had he's got that one championship, and sometimes that's all you need. You know. Yep. But. I'm a neck. But anywho, I'm a neck. 
It's called getting old. You'll get used to it. All right. Uh, let's move on to the. Oh, wow. This next one. I haven't looked at this list, by the way. So go ahead. Is it me? It's you. All <laughs> right. Next on the list CJ2K. The So, quick trivia question for you guys. What two running backs have 2,000 yards and no MVP? That would be Chris Johnson and Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry? Yeah. What team did they both play for? Tennessee, Tennessee Titans. Titans. Man, weird, isn't that, that how that shit happens? Mm-hmm. I don't even remember CJ playing for Arizona, but then I thought about it like, yeah, I do. Yeah, he played uh, when David Johnson was there. Yeah, that's why that's why I remembered it because he was the backup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, except for except for the 2017 season, because David Johnson uh, broke his broke his wrist. Yeah. Um, so another 2008 was so 1989 was a stat one. 2008 seems to be another fucking stat one. Um, but another 2008 NFL draft misprediction from Oak Vampire Kuiper himself. Um, he didn't have <laughs> what? <laughs> He's an old vampire Kuiper himself. <laughs> uh, Kuiper did not have uh, Chris Johnson in his top twenty-five draft board. Um, and he was the heart of East the East Carolina University. That's the thing, though. Like he played for a slow, t- low-level team in D one. I mean, it's hard to. Like you can be a very dominant guy in low league, uh, low level, and then you get to the pros and you be garbage. So, yeah, Ooh, I burped. Sorry, um, but also, CG two K had the best forty yard dash at the time, clocking in at four point two four. He was and still is insanely fast. The Titans selected Johnson was the twenty fourth overall pick, and he was one of the most productive backs of the last decade. Uh, he holds the record for most yards from scrimmage with 2,509 yards and had some electrifying runs early on in his career. In the 2017 offseason, Johnson was cut by the Cardinals but was re-signed when their star running back, David Johnson, was placed on the IR with wrist injury after week one. Um, you know, that's what happened, though. But uh, I'm pretty sure CJ proved... I mean, I'm pretty sure Chris Johnson proved almost every person, every draft grew at that time wrong because oh, who yeah. would have predicted he'd been a 2000 plus runner well i mean he holds the nfl record for yards first for, for scrimmage yards from scrimmage for a single season yeah. with 2509 yeah yeah i mean he was he, also he, yeah go, go ahead, ahead chip but no i was i was gonna read uh career highlights but go oh, ahead I, I was gonna say you know he's an nfl offensive player of the year First team All Pro in 2009, a three-time Pro Bowler, NFL rushing large yards leader in 2009, a two-time First Team All CUSA, uh, which is Conference USA, because uh, he played for Eastern Carolina, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah, Eastern Carolina. Yeah, and uh, I'm and pretty sure East, that's where uh, uh, that's where old Vinnie Mac went to college for business and economy or economics. I, I think so. Uh, and then he was the Conference USA Special Teams uh, Player of the Year as well. And then, you know, he still holds the NFL record for most yards from scrimmage for a single season. Now, here's where it gets a little if dicey he... on his career statistics because he oh. played for 10 years, 
and he only has 9,651 total rushing yards. And 2,500 of that was in one season. Yeah, I mean, he uh, didn't produce... Like, I mean, he had a couple of thousand or 1,200 uh, 1200 yard uh, seasons, but I mean, he was a well, he was a good producer, though. Yeah, I mean, he averaged four and a half yards uh, per rushing attempt, and he does have 55 rushing touchdowns, but he also had 307 receptions for 2,255 yards and nine more touchdowns. So he, he was pretty versatile. Uh, and I think had the injuries not plagued him uh, in his career, he probably would have had more than the 9,600 rushing yards. You guys want to hear a very, very interesting statistic? Sure. In 2009, the year that he won Offensive Player of the Year, he had he started all 16 games for the Titans, ran the ball 358 times, had 2,006 rushing yards and averaged 5.6 yards per attempt. Yeah. With he, which he had one that was a 91 yard run for 14 touchdowns. Same year, 50 receptions for 503 yards, averaging 10.1 yards with a 69 yarder and two touchdowns. Now, 2009, he was considered the off. Offensive player of the year. Would you guys like to take a wild stab in the dark as to who was the MVP of that season, the 2009 season? 2009? Wasn't it old Big Head? It was old Big Head, yeah. Peyton Manning. Garbage as Manning. 2009, so 2010, and 2011, he shouldn't have won the MVPs in the in that years. Because I'm pretty sure he won those three in a row. Well, here's an interesting fact about the 2009, uh, the 2009 season. Um it was, let's see, where am I looking at here? Okay. He had a six. Now, I will say this. He had a 68.8 completion percentage. Hold on. And he quick. threw for 4,500 yards and 33 touchdowns to 12 to, to 16 interceptions. Hold on. Uh, wasn't that, would that have been the 2009-2010 season? Uh, it'd be, It just says 2009. Okay. I'm wondering if it's 2008-2009 or 2009-2010 because that's when he went to the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm looking at it as... It, it says the 2009 NFL season, so I'm going to assume if it's if okay, yeah, because it says the 2009 season, but the Super Bowl was played because it goes from it, it start, goes from the start of August into February of the following year, yeah, so, so it would be the 2009-2010 season. So it's the Super Bowl season that he lost to the guy that he beat the next year in his fucking MVP race, also. So does it make sense? The, uh, yeah, that was the year that they lost to the Saints. Yep. The year that fucking Drew Brees should have at least been in consideration for the MVP, which, I, I, again, we'll, we'll have that discussion at a different time. Uh, fuck old Big Head and his garbage as MVPs. Doesn't deserve some I, of them. But if, but, but if you can legitimately, legitimately make a case, and consider the fact that in 2008, think about this. I mean, seriously, truly think about this. In 2008, wait, hold on a second. Okay, 2008 was... When CJ was uh, was drafted. Yeah, okay. Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning was also MVP of that season. Yeah, he won like, he won three or four in a row. Like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking of the, okay, please, please forgive me. I'm, I'm looking at the wrong thing. I was looking at 2012 because that's when, um, 
that's when uh fuck what's his name Adrian Peterson won MVP correct yep. was his that was the uh, season right so I don't understand why there's a there's a difference like I don't understand I mean and not only did Adrian Peterson win MVP he won Offensive Player of the Year in the same year because the didn't the Titans not go to the playoffs that year though in 2012 2009 when he won the Offensive Player of the Year but not MVP. Because uh, the thing is, you gotta remember they they look they look at fucking their overall uh, wins too, which I guess if MVP means most valuable player for that team, and without that player on that team, the team doesn't win as much as they do. But it also means even if a team's losing low amounts of games, if they come in and win like four or five more games than before, shouldn't they be considered in the MVP race? But you know, what the fuck do I know? Two thousand and nine was let me go back yeah 2009 they went 8-8 eight and eight under Jeff Fisher yeah so that's probably why because Peyton Manning I think won 12 games yeah it's stupid because was... he, he won 12 games but he didn't do as much productively as CJ helped the fucking um, Titans that's crazy it's a popularity anyway. it's a popularity race for quarterback it's always a popularity contest, you know that. Quarterbacks are always going to get the the love, unfortunately. No other player, they, they don't give a shit about the other players. But anyway. Alright, well let's move on to the very next one. And the next one on the list is Chris Spillman. Hope I'm pronouncing that last name correctly. The Ohio State Buckeye standout linebacker Chris Spillman was only a decent to good player, according to Mel Kuyper. The draft expert thought that he was going to go in the fourth or fifth round and didn't trust what he saw out of Spillman on tape. Well, Spillman was drafted in the second round of the 1988 draft by the Detroit Lions and went on to make four Pro Bowls. Is that decent to good enough for Mel Kuyper? Well, Kuyper did say in regards to Spillman years later, he had a great NFL career. Chris always tells the story when he woke up at 3 a.m. in the morning, he look in he look at a picture of me he put on his wall and would do 300 sit-ups, 300 push-ups to motivate himself saying this moron, this idiot said I couldn't get it done. Wow. So this guy used Mel Kuyper as inspiration like that's I mean, hey, anyway you get crazy. any anything you got to do to get that get them numbers. Exactly. Right? I mean, and he's He's still with, uh, uh, he is the special assistant to the owner and CEO of the Detroit Lions. Yeah, he's still there. Um, but unfortunately, he, he probably would have had a better career if he didn't play for Detroit. Yeah. Well, I mean, hell, man. I mean, he is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 1,181 1, total tackles. Uh Ten and a half quarterback sacks, three forced fumbles, and six interceptions. Hmm. So few sacks, though. Which I mean, I mean, hell, you got over a thousand tackles, though. So I mean, you're doing something right. Yeah, but the thing is, there is Detroit. It's not like they had a strong defensive line to help people break through. No, that's true. Especially during the eighties. From eighty-eight to ninety-five. Yeah. I mean. He was there with uh, I mean, he had to have been there with uh, uh, Barry Sanders, wasn't he? Yeah, but that's uh, that, he's a defensive player, though. Yeah, 
sure thing. Hang on a minute. Let me get this damn dog out of this room. Hang on. <laughs> okay, damn it. Come uh, on. Did he fall? Sounded like it. Or did his boom arm drop uh, again? Oh, good lord, no. <laughs> I didn't realize he played for Ohio State. Yes. All right, I'm back. What a miss. No, I was just saying I didn't I didn't realize that uh, old Spielman here played for the uh, for uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Oh, okay. The University of Miami, Frank Gore, 1968. <laughs> 1968. <laughs> Leave that old man alone. <laughs> All right. All right. Next up on the list, it is my turn, right? Yes. Uh, you got AA, Ron. <sighs> yeah, Your favorite MVP. Gonna... Yeah, no. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Now, Kuiper graded the 2005 Packers draft with a C. You might be asking yourself, what? How could someone that is supposed to know this stuff grade a team that poorly that got a steal in Aaron Rodgers. Well, when scouting the Cal QB, Kuiper said he has above average arm strength, but he can't be, he can be a bit mechanical in his throws. Uh, to speed up his release, head coach Jeff Tedford had Rodgers hold the ball up at his shoulder, but that made his movements too mechanical. I'd like to see him be more natural and fluid in his delivery while still maintaining that quick release. What a joke this guy is. Rogers' arm strength is incredible. Several Hail Mary plays. And to mention Kyle Bowler in the same statement, that is just insulting. Step your game up, Mel, because Rogers clearly proved you wrong. Uh, now, as we know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, good lord, he looks way older than he is. By the way, yeah, he really uh, does. But that's yeah, that weather. You know, it's because he's in that fucking cold winter all the time. His face doesn't burn off. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Here, here's Aaron Rodgers looks like how Tom Brady should look. Okay, Tom Brady is a 45 year old man. Still looks like he's in his like early 30s. Aaron uh, Rodgers is 38, and he this motherfucker looks like he's been through shit, which he has been through shit. I mean, hell, if you went through all the shit that he's been through, hell, you'd probably fucking look old and grizzled, too. But I guess is he so. a grizzled young vet? No, no, no. I would never <laughs> I would never disrespect uh, Drake and Gibson like that. They're going to have to change his name because Drake's already a name. <laughs> Well, yeah. So Rodgers has led the NFL six times in touchdowns to interception ratio, 2011, 12, 14, 18, 22, and 21. And six times in the lowest passing interception percentage, uh, 2009, 14, 18, 19, 22, 21, and four times in passer rating, uh, 2011, 12, 20, and 21. And four times in touchdown passing percentage, 2011, 12, 20, 21. Three times in total touchdowns, 11, 16, 20. 
twice in touching pa- or touchdown passes, 16 and 20, and once in yards per attempt, uh, 2011, and completion percentage, 2020. Uh, he is second on the NFL's all-time regular season career passing rating list with a regular season career passer rating of over 100 the first to ever have a career rating over 100 while also having had the highest passer rating, the best touchdown to interception ratio and the lowest passing interception percentage in NFL history through the entire 2010s decade. Um, now, as we know, uh, he is a one-time Super Bowl champion, a one-time Super Bowl MVP, a four-time uh, NFL MVP award winner, Although, at least three of those should not have been his. At least the last two of them. Um, He's a four-time first-team All-Pro, a one-time second-team All-Pro, a ten-time Pro Bowler, a four-time NFL pass rating leader. I just said that. Uh, He uh, has the Bart Starr Award, the AP Athlete of the Year Award, the Burt Bell Award, uh, he holds NFL records for highest passer rating in a season with a 122.5, lowest interception percentage in a season with a 0.3%, uh, most consecutive passes without an interception with 402 passes, the lowest career interception percentage with a 1.3%, and the best career touchdown to interception ratio with a 4.83. His career current career touchdown to interception ratio is 449 touchdowns with only 93 interceptions that's impressive right uh but it's also easy to do when you don't throw the ball very far he he can he just doesn't right uh he has 55,360 total passing yards for a completion percentage of 65 and a half. Uh, or this is as of 2021 since the 2022 season hasn't started yet. Um, a passer rating of 104.5. Rushing yards, a uh, total of 3,372 for 34 rushing touchdowns. So, Roger, do you want to tell us how you feel about old A.A. Ron? I mean, that's the new, that's the next big head right there. That's Big Head Jr. With Who one you less wanted, Super Bowl. What? Who you wanted for your team. Yeah, he still won his games. We got, we got Rusto. I'm okay. I want a quarterback that's going to win his games. Yeah, you're okay now. I mean, because you, you got Russ, you're okay now. Yeah, but we sure as shit I didn't mean, fucking draft nobody. No, but I'm just saying, if Aaron Rodgers, I mean, even though you, as overrated as you think he is, he would have won his games, he, right? So I mean, you wouldn't. You, you I'm gonna say, or would you say no to Aaron Rodgers? Of course not. No, still think he's overrated. Yes, just like I thought, old Big is still overrated when he was on our team. But if, but but if you want somebody's, but but here's the thing though. Again, again, we we keep on circling around this conversation. If you think someone's overrated, why would you want them on their team? It means they won't live up to expectations. He still is going to win games. I want to win games. 
okay, well, if he's he, if he can help you win games, he ain't that overrated. Is he multiple time MVP? No, I'm not. I'm not saying he's a garbage player, but he's overrated. Definitely didn't deserve the last two MVPs. I mean, I'm not arguing with you on that point. I definitely don't think he deserved the last two MVPs. That should have gone to fucking Derrick Henry and Cooper Cup. Yeah. No, so there's no argument there. Who's next on the list? Who's reading next? You. <laughs> me? Uh, right. Whoever's after yeah. me. Yeah. Hey, can we pause can we pause real quick though? Okay. All right, so uh next on this is uh Mr. In and Out Route himself, Wes Welker. Um this is a quote from uh the great vampire himself. He's saying Wes Welker is not worth a second round pick. I don't care how much you like his work ethic. He has nothing to show a uh, value that high. Uh, clearly, this is one analysis that is not part of that draft. Uh, you of all people, Kuiper, should know that size doesn't mean everything. And of course, Welker has a crazy worth ethic. He made it to the NFL. In 2007, the Pats decided Welker was worth a second and seventh round pick for the slot specialist. Uh, Kuiper vehemently criticized New England, and like most critics of New England, Brady Belichick made Kuiper put his foot in his overly talkative mouth. Worker went on <laughs> to win five Super Bowls and made first or second team all pro in his four in four of his seasons with New England. And how about them apples, boy? Wait, did you say he won five Super Bowls? No, five Pro Bowls. Oh, you said it sounded like you said Super Bowls, Bubba. I might have. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, no, he does. Wes Welker doesn't have a Super Bowl at all. Somehow, which is weird. Yeah, I mean, all the I mean he played with the Patriots from. Well, he could have had like his first year and his last year in New England. He had chances to win Super Bowls, and then he got beat out by the Giants both times. Yep, and then he went to play so. with uh, the Broncos and Big Head. Yeah, he yeah. started at San Diego, played two years in Miami. Then he played from 07 to 12 in New England, uh, then 13 and 14 in Denver, and 15 in St. Louis. Uh, Then he was a coach for the Texans, a coach for the 49ers, and is currently a coach for the Dolphins. Did you know that, Talon? Yeah, I knew that. Okay. I did. I didn't either, because he just got signed like not too long ago. He's the current wide receivers coach for the Dolphins. He's going to teach them I mean, in some... routes, route in and out routes. Yep. He like I right, look, said Wilson. This is how you're going to be the slot guy. <laughs> yeah, he holds uh, several several NFL records yep. uh, most seasons with 105 plus receptions most seasons with 110 plus receptions most seasons with 115 plus receptions uh, he is tied uh, for most seasons with 120 plus receptions uh, he holds or he's tied with 
most consecutive seasons with 110 receptions. Uh, he has the most games with 12 plus receptions, tied for most games with 13 plus receptions, tied with most for most games with 15 plus receptions. He has uh, he's tied for most games with 10 plus receptions in a season. He is the fastest receiver to five to 500 catches with one team uh, longest touchdown reception uh, that was 99 yards uh, against the Miami Dolphins on September 7th or 2nd 2011 uh, most receptions of an undrafted free agent in NFL history with 903 most career punt returns without a touchdown 264 and most career punt return yards without a touchdown, 2,584. So, I mean, he was kind of a... But not worth a second round pick, right? Yeah. Kind of a bad dude, if you ask me. Oh, for sure. Uh, I, I mean, was happy when he came to my team. Right. Uh, overall, 903 receptions. For right at 10,000 yards, uh, averaging 11 yards per reception. He has 50 receiving touchdowns and 6,722 return yards. Like, come on. And not, to not think worth that, it. that man. Not worth it. Yeah. And to think that he played with the Patriots from 2007 to 2012 and didn't get a Super Bowl ring is insane. I mean, like uh, Tom said, his two chances. Lost to old, uh, old big head brother. Yeah, the first one in 2007, I still say it's the luckiest damn play in the history of sports. What, plexiglass catching the touchdown? No, 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 no. The, I'm talking about the David Tyree uh, touchdown. It wasn't I a mean, touchdown. I mean, the David Tyree catch. Um, yeah, which was followed by plexiglass touchdown. Yeah. But even still. Cheddar Bob, Cheddar Bob Burris' leg. Yeah. Chatted by birth. Alrighty. That being said, let's move on to the very next one. Now, the next one isn't necessarily a single player. This is an entire draft class. It is the 2011 Seattle Seahawks draft class. Originally, Mel Kuyper gave the Seahawks 2011 draft class a D, but soon adjusted it to a B after just one season. Wouldn't that be great? Just a B. Yeah, you mess up at you mess up at your job, and then a year later you come back and say, "Oh, hey, I was wrong, but it's okay. I'll just change what I wrote earlier, and it's no big deal." Yeah, I know. You don't like Mel Kiper, neither, do you? Mm-mm. Okay, she's, she's smart. <laughs> she is. Most people would have been fired by now, but not good old Mel Kiper. Richard Sherman and KJ Wright clearly proved the the, the analyst as a moron. Here was a snippet from Kuyper's comment about the Seattle Seahawks quote-unquote regrade. He goes, a D-plus draft in terms of value got a lot better, although if Carpenter and Mofit uh, don't become a solid uh, a solid right side, the Hawks have nothing to show for early rounds, and the quarterback in question, damn it, Piper, and the quarterback question is perhaps even bigger now because there's not enough talent elsewhere to compete. So what would y'all say about this uh, draft class? He's an idiot. 
the the best defense of the two the twenty tens. Actually, who else did they get in that? Uh, I don't know. Wait. Wasn't that the Legion, that's the Legion of, of Boom? Boom? Yeah, that's the whole Legion of Boom, pretty much. Yeah, but no, they, they weren't. They were D plus. Wasn't that the wait? Was it the whole Legion of Boom? Because uh, the very next, I think everybody well, but Cam Chancellor, right? Well, or Earl but, Thomas. Well, 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 hang on, because the the next one on this list kind of goes in with the one that I just <laughs> talked about. Chip, if you want to go ahead and read that one, yep. So, not only did he give the 2011 Seattle Draft class a D plus, he then turned around and said this about the 2012 Seattle Draft class. Uh, I think this Instagram post says it all, but it's not 100% factual. While some experts gave the Seahawks an F, Kuiper gave them a solid C-. Who is more wrong, the weatherman or Mel Kuiper? This is your job, and clearly you were way off on this one. Russell Wilson, Bruce Irvin, Bobby Wagner, Jeremy Lane, and company sure did prove Kuiper an idiot. Let's take a look at what Kuiper actually said following the 2012 draft. And I quote, The needs were met outside of wide receiver, but in terms of maximizing value, there are huge questions. Again, this is a trade of a grade of the draft process, not the players alone, end quote. While he does state that the grade is strictly about the draft process, I'm sure Seattle knew what they were doing as they won the Super Bowl just two years later. So 2011 draft class, uh, James Carpenter, uh, John Morfitt, KG Wright, Chris Durham, Richard Sherman, Mark Le- Legree, uh, Byron Maxwell, Lazarius Levin, uh, Levinston, Malcolm Smith. Uh, and then 2012 uh, was, it will pull up, uh, Bruce Irvin, Bobby Wagner, Russell Wilson, Robert Turbin. Uh, Turbin was actually pretty good. Uh, yeah. Jay Howard, Corey Toomer, Jeremy Lane, Winston Guy, and J.R. Sweeney and Greg Scruggs. Or J.R. Sweezy. Sorry, not Sweezy. But I mean, yeah, you got found your foundations for, you know, the 2010s. You know. Yeah, he, he really uh, missed uh, two years back to back on the Seattle draft classes. I mean, he was a guy that hated Russell Wilson anyways because, you know, his size. Right, he'll never be able to see over the offensive line. It's a small guy. Yeah, mm. it's crazy how it's crazy how that works out. And then you go and you look at the. You go and you look at the uh, the twenty was it the twenty thirteen was it? Yeah, it was twenty thirteen. I mean. If we're just talking about Russell Westbrook or Westbrook, <laughs> Russell Wilson, I do that just about every time. I swear I do. Uh, he's a, a Super Bowl champion, Walter Payton, Payton Man of the Year, uh, second team All Pro, nine time Pro Bowler, 2015 passer rating leader, 2017 passing touchdowns leader, 
2022 Bart Star Award, 2011 Greasy Breeze QB of the Year, uh, 2011 First Team All Big Ten, ACC Rookie of the Year, ACC Offensive Rookie of the Year, First Team All ACC, Second Team All ACC, NC State Wolfpack jersey has been retired. Don't forget, uh, he's also a baseball star. Uh, well, we're just talking football. If we want to talk baseball, like we can go that route too. But he has, this is what's insane. He has only attempted as of 2021 in his career, 4,735 passes. And he's completed 3,079 of those for a completion percentage of 65%. And in that, he has 37,000 plus passing yards, a touchdown to interception ratio of 292 to 87, uh, a passer rating of 101.8. He has right at 5,000 rushing yards and 23 rushing touchdowns. But, and don't forget his yeah. best accomplishment. W- which one is that? Being Eskimo brother with future. <laughs> Wiener cousins. Wiener cousins. No, Eskimo brothers because they, they definitely talked about it. And probably passed around to, you know, to the homies. Right. And he is widely regarded as as one of the greatest dual threat quarterbacks in NFL history. But he was too small. So, but he's too small. I mean, he's five foot 11, 215 pounds. I mean, the same thing about Drew Brees. So I, I just don't get it. Like, just because the guy's not six foot eight means he's not a good quarterback. Like, it's so, it's always been stupid. Right. I don't get that. Yeah, Brock Osweiler was six foot seven. Oh, he's going to be a great addition to the Denver Broncos. Uh, yeah, lobster hands. Oh, lobster old lo- hands. Yeah, lobster def- hands. Definitely. Like, yeah, he's going to be such a great player. He's got the perfect size for it. It's like just because the dude's a tree don't mean nothing, right? Well, that's all he was was a tree. His arms waved in the wind, but didn't connect to nothing. Right. And then you go back and you look at like all the defensive players that they got. Like what we were you talking about just a little while ago? Uh, you know, with K, with KJ Wright, Bobby Wagner, uh, Malcolm Smith, the Legion of Boom, which was Cam Chancellor, Byron Maxwell, Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas. Like they had a plethora of great players. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. you look at uh, just because we were just talking about him, Brock Osweiler. He was six foot seven, two hundred and forty pounds. Uh, he played for the Broncos from 12 to 15, uh, then was traded to the Texans, only spent one year there. Uh, then he went and played uh, or was traded to the Browns. Then he played again for the Broncos and ended his career with the Dolphins. He's played for all three of our teams and is terrible. He has a 37 to 31 touchdown to interception ratio and only 7,418 yards with a passer rating of 78. Like that dude was terrible. And I don't understand like 
that was another one that like i think kuiper missed on or well, yeah missed on uh in the opposite way because if i'm not mistaken kuiper was like touting this guy as something good coming out of the 2012 draft yep and he was not good at all absolutely garbage Yeah, it's there's a lot of other people on this list that I think should have been on it instead of just I don't know. I we haven't I haven't gone through all of it so yet, so No. Uh I, I think we should definitely uh look around and uh find put together ones. yeah. Put together a list that he like Mel Kuyper like touted these guys as the next big thing and they were complete busts. Man, that's a long uh, list. <laughs> yeah, we'll need to break it down to like ten or fifteen, but yeah. Um, I guess I got the next one on the list. Though I'm pretty sure it's Tuesday, so yeah. Uh, yeah. Next one on the list is God, how did he fuck this one up? Um, next one on the <laughs> list is I, I. I'm just like I don't get it. I just don't get it. Uh, shoot. Next on the list is Marshall Falk. Yep. <sighs> yeah, guys. I said it, Marshall Falk. Um, so, Marshall Falk was selected second overall in 1994 NFL draft by the Indiana Colts. Indianapolis Colts. Indiana Colts. Indianapolis Colts. And Kuiper was not happy. I actually do remember this. Um, mm-hmm. Because I recently saw like the NFL drafts, like they were doing replays from some back in the day. Um, he criticized the Colts for being in the top five and not taking a quarterback. Uh, Trent Dilfer was on the board, and the egghead analysis thought the coach should have snagged him. Uh, this then, yeah, I was gonna say this was <laughs> this was the big. Uh, yeah, that was the deal where they they were. Uh... Uh, videotape or they were recording somebody and damn Bill uh, Tobin's like who the hell is Mel Kuyper yeah, who the hell is Mel Kuyper and he get, calls them and then uh, uh, Rich not Rich Eisman uh, I can't remember one of the commentators called up and they were talking to him and he's like I'm not going to listen to some dumbass who thinks he knows how to draft saying we yeah. should have gotten should have gotten this guy yeah right well I mean he his quote is like his, his quote is the next uh, paragraph yeah uh, so that sparked a feud between Colts owner Bill uh, Tobin and Kuiper. Who is Mel Kuiper? Tobin said. He's never been a player. He's never been a coach. He's never been a scout. He's never been an administrator. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He has more. He has no more credentials to do what he's doing than my neighbor. And my neighbor is a postman. I have a right to my opinion. And he has a right to. He has a right to his. You can't go for Jim Harbaugh. And pass up Trent Dilfer. Forget it. That's why the Colts are the laughing stock in the league year in and year out. So every chance that Mel Kuyper gets to shoot the Colts in Indianapolis, he's going to do it. Tobin shot back and said, uh, I mean, that's just stupid. Yeah. But the thing is, and- like, but the thing is, like, the Colts traded him, traded Marshall Falk away. So, I mean, to the Rams. Yeah. So was, uh, Mokaiper sort of right, and the and then drafted him. Maybe. Uh, I mean, he is a, a Super Bowl champion. 
uh, an NFL MVP, a three-time Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, he won Offensive Rookie of the Year in 94. Uh, three-time first-team All-Pro, three-time second-team All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler, the year 2000 NFL Rushing Touchdown Leader, uh, two-time NFL Scoring Leader in 2000 and 2001, He's the PFWA All-Rookie Team. He is in the Indianapolis Colts Ring of Honor. His number is retired for the Rams. He won the Belt Burt, Burt Bell Award, the WAC Offensive Player of the Year, and WAC is Western Athletic Conference. Uh, he was three-time first All-WAC, three-time first-team All-American, and... Uh, and his number is retired by the San Diego State Aztec. He has career rushing yards of 12,279 at right at five yards per attempt for 100 touchdowns. He had 767 receptions for 6,875 yards and another 36 touchdowns. So, uh, Maybe he was right about the Colts picking him, but he was definitely wrong about Falk. Yeah. Inter interestingly enough, they the Indianapolis Colts had the number two overall pick that year. Yeah. The number one overall the number one overall pick was to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, where they took Dan Wilkinson, defensive tackle out of Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the the Washington football team took no sir Keith. Say it the right way. Nah, I, I've gotten into a habit of saying it now. Uh, um, took Heath Schuler, quarterback out of Tennessee, and then Willie McGinnis got went to the Patriots. I'm trying to look and see where the LA. I'm trying to look. Okay, LA ended up picking at 15. Yeah, L.A. Uh, L. Uh, St. Louis. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. Here in 1994, they were still the L.A. Rams. They weren't St. Louis yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. They were still the L. They were the L. Remember, they moved to St. Louis. Uh, thinking 97 or 98, I think. I don't know, but. I was trying to figure out because because what what, see, what did the article say? It said that, um, oh okay, never mind. The trade that was, okay, I'm looking at something completely different. I'm so so sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been a night. Uh, so Marshall Falk also has several NFL records that he holds. He has seven two point conversions that were successful, which is an NFL record. He has five games of 250 yards from scrimmage and 14 games of 200 plus yards from scrimmage that are also NFL records. He is the only player to have 70 plus rushing touchdowns and 30 plus receiving touchdowns. He's the fastest player to gain 1600 yards from scrimmage as well as the fastest player to gain 1700 yards from scrimmage. Uh, he was the fastest player to gain a to gain a thousand yards from scrimmage in a season. Uh, 
where he is tied with Jim Brown. He's actually tied for that one. Uh, he has the most consecutive seasons with 2,000 yards, most consecutive seasons with five-plus rushing touchdowns. Uh, he's tied with LaDainian Tomlinson from that, for that. Uh, he's tied with Jim Taylor and LaDainian Tomlinson for most consecutive games with four-plus touchdowns. He has the most receiving yards by a running back in a season, most consecutive games with a reception by a running back, uh, with a minimum of five carries per game, and that was 158 consecutive games. Uh, he also has the most game with 200 yards from scrimmage, most games with 250 yards from scrimmage, most games with both a rushing and receiving touchdown over his career with 15. Uh, only player with 70-plus touchdowns and 30 receptions. Only player with 6,000 rushing yards and 6,000 receiving yards. Only player to have 200 yards receiving and 50 yards rushing in the same game. And the only player to have 200 yards receiving and 10 rushing attempts in the same game. Hmm. But yet he That's wasn't worth a, 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 a second overall pick. Yeah. Who the hell is Mel Kuyper? An idiot. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, I think, yeah, Marshall Fox has done really, really well for himself. You know, he's, he's, he's a, you know, expert on a, a real expert on, uh, on the NFL network, uh, during the, uh, during the season and, you know, him, him, Kurt Warner, um, I'm trying to think of who else was on that NFL team. Um, the NFL network team, uh, I don't know. I, I don't watch remember. the NFL Network. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I think, uh, I think, I think I've seen Carson Palmer on there a couple of times. I don't even know if he even got into it, but nevertheless, um, oh yeah, NFL Game Day. That's what it was. He uh, he's on. It's oh yeah, it's uh, Deion Sanders, Michael Urban, Marshall Falk, Steve Mariucci, and uh, Kurt Warner. So that's what it was. Mm. So anyway, so let's get on to the last one of the evening. Uh, by far, the player. Oh, what happened? Chip, you there, Chip? Chip. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Okay, good. Thank God. Yeah. I was to say we don't need to do this again. <laughs> that mm-hmm. we, we just we we heard the AC go out. We just like, I, oh, I muted my mic that time because I went into a coughing fit. I oh. drank some tea and it went down the wrong windpipe. Okay. I feel you. <laughs> Good. All right. Let's move on to number one, Ladanian Tomlinson. By far, the player who proved Mel Kiper Jr. wrong the most was Ladanian Tomlinson in college at TCU, Texas Christian University. Tomlinson was dominant. But many experts, including Kuyper, believe that this was because he was playing in a weak conference. On his big board, Kuyper had Tomlinson rated the 25th overall player and the third best running back. San Diego drafted the future Hall of Famer 6th overall in the 2001 draft. Clearly, Kuyper was way off on the guy he as he rushed for nearly 14,000 yards on the ground, was a five-time Pro Bowler, and was on the NFL All-Decade team, 
and won the NFL MVP in the year tw- 2006. So the moral he of the never story won a is, Super Bowl. Never won a Super Bowl. True. It's crazy. Well, I mean, th- but then again, he was playing in San Diego, and they didn't really have that good of well, defense back then. He played in San Diego um, and for the Jets. Right. Well, let me let me let me let me continue real quick. So the moral of the story is just don't listen to Mel Kuyper because you can clearly see there are many NFL players that have proven him wrong. And then I mean, obviously LaDainian Thomason, a uh an NFL Hall of Famer, um someone who has been just I mean Hey, he's a, and he's also a special assistant with the Los Angeles Chargers now. So there you go. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, won won the MVP in two thousand and six, Offensive Player of the Year in two thousand and six, Walter Payton Man of the Year in two thousand and six, three time first team All Pro, three time second team All Pro, five time Pro Bowler, Bart Starr Award winner, Burt Bell Award winner, two time NFL rushing leader, three time NFL rushing touchdowns leader, NFL scoring leader in 06. Uh, part of the NFL All Decades team, is in the Los Angeles. The uh, his number number twenty one has been retired from the Los Angeles Chargers. He's also in the Chargers Hall of Fame. Uh, and his records are most his most rushing touchdowns in a season with twenty eight, most touchdowns from scrimmage in a season, which is thirty one, most consecutive games with a touchdown at eighteen, and most points scored in a single season at a hundred. And 86 rushing for 13,684 yards, uh, 145 rushing touchdowns, uh, 624 receptions for 4,772 yards, 17 receiving touchdowns. And just to throw it out there, he has 143 passing yards with seven passing touchdowns. Yeah. So he, yeah, so, so LaDainian Thomason was a, mo- Here, this is the thing that I don't understand. He played at TCU. Yeah. He rushed for 2,158 yards and had 22 touchdowns. Okay. But they say, oh, well, that was a, that was a weak schedule. He played, um, well, cause at the time TCU wasn't a part of the big 12 yet. Yeah. So correct? They were in a weaker, yeah. They were in a weaker conference. They, they were in the WAC conference, which means this they played Nevada, Northwestern, Arkansas State, Navy, Hawaii, Tulsa, Rice, San Jose State, Fresno State, UTEP, Southern Methodist, and Southern Miss. So there you go. Yep. Their their ranking their ranking overall was. The highest they ever got in the AP poll and coaches poll that year was nine. That's as high as they got. I'm sorry to ask, but I didn't rig it. Yeah, not no. Because they, um, if you just, I mean, if you look at their, what was it, was it the year 2000? Yeah, okay, so, yeah, so, so Southern Miss was the, uh, uh, it, they played in the Mobile, Alabama Bowl. That was the first year Gary uh, Patterson was a uh, head coach. So, other than that, what do you guys think of uh, <laughs> what Mel Kiper said about Ladane and Thomason? He's an idiot. Yeah, I mean, 
LT one of the greatest quarter or running backs uh, from the two thousands. Yeah, that that was that was a special time, man, because you had a plethora of just amazing running backs. You had Ladainian Thomason, but you also had Marshall Falk. You also had uh, Priest Holmes. Um, I mean Brian Westbrook. Uh, there was, was, was a plethora. Corey Dillon was another one. Um, Curtis Martin was another one. Eddie George was one. Uh, Ricky Williams was one. Like there was a plethora of just good running backs that came out, you know, in the early two thousands. That just, you know, you know, that were that, that was that was a very that was a very special group of running backs. Um, you know. That being said, um, would you guys say that the Ladainian and Tomlinson one was the one that Mel Kuyper got the was the, he was the most wrong about, like agreeing with the list, or do you think it was somebody else on the list that he got way, way more wrong about? I mean, that's not on the list, but I mean, on the list in general. Uh... I mean, I mean, if you want to go in general, you can, but I was just gonna just refer to the list. Um, it's hard to say. Yeah, he's wrong on the, like these were really, really wrong ones, like really bad wrong ones. Right. For me, I for me, I say Aaron Rodgers, both the 2011 and 2012 class of the Seahawks. Um, I mean, because it, the Seahawks one was interesting because it was a, it was a, it was an entire class. You know what I mean? Well, two years in a row, it was an entire right, class. Two, yeah, two, yeah. And he rated them originally a, a D plus and an F to, oh, it's a B plus and a C minus. Like, oh, you said it. Fucking own it. Nah, you're, you're allowed to fuck up like that when you're Mel Kuyper. Yeah, but that's just the thing, man. I mean, how many times, like, just, okay, just, just, just look at the. The the, the 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 following draft, like the draft that we literally just had, the 2022 NFL draft. Okay, we sit here, we we make predictions. We say, oh, I would rather have taken Adrian uh, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, or I I wouldn't have taken Sauce Gardner to the Jets, or man, you know, the Ravens got a steal with Kyle Hamilton. Like we can say that now in hindsight, you know, but we don't sit here and say. You know, we're experts at this and, you know, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. Like, I mean, we have an idea. We think it could be good. But always remember, Tom Brady was a sixth round draft pick. And I'm pretty sure he wasn't high on Mel Kuyper's board at all that in the year 2000. Probably not one bit. So there you go. So, yeah. So, again, just because somebody is a quote-unquote expert doesn't mean they know what the fuck they're talking about. Unless it's us. Well, <laughs> I don't claim to be an expert, so. I do. We're I'm just a young man. At, I'm, just, I'm, just a, I'm just a young man that likes sports. It's all good. You know. Mel Kuyper's the Dave Meltzer of the NFL. <laughs> uh, wouldn't that be Skip Bayless? Nah, because at least Skip Bayless can at least 
make a few points. Mel Kuyper, uh, he's made more wrong than good. I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll, we'll debate that. Yeah. We'll debate that at a different time. <laughs> yes. But anyway. Well, all right. That being said, uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, get on out of here for tonight. It's after midnight, and well, I know we're all tired. Uh, that being said, anything uh, you want to say before we get out of here tonight, Chip? Uh, as always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. What say you, Raj? Shout-outs to all our sponsors, of course. Um, Shout-out to Audible. Uh, 30-day free trial. If you go to audibletrial.com forward slash movementradio, uh, 30 free days, one free audiobook, unless you have Prime and you get two free audiobooks. Uh, Shout-out to Gear Anime. Uh, go to gearanime.com forward slash movement radio and when you go to checkout enter promo code uh, move radio and you'll get yourself free shipping on any uh, order and shout out to Canva great designs over there make your own logos own stuff like we do and just go to partners.canva.com forward slash movement radio is that right that, that's correct all right that's, correct, oh, that's yes. the one I always forget <laughs> Like I would get confused about that. <laughs> right. I'll, right. Uh, and also shout out to everybody who's been, you know, down with us since day one. We appreciate you guys. Um, uh, Sean Thompson with Thompson Personal Training, Jerry and Jennifer at the Chronic Conversations Podcast, Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network, Ivan Martinez, twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon, all of the big homies over at These Ninjas Podcast, Sean Miller with Should I Watch That, Damon Smith with Cover Two Sports, um, yeah, thank all you guys for all the love and support you guys have given us. Uh, and to the you know, to the fans, thank you guys so much. We love you guys. Um, uh, shout out also, shout out to uh, Rocky Spurlock, um, getting ready for uh, August 13th. For those of you who don't know, August 13th, FarleyCon 2022 will be returning to the uh, Camp Jordan Arena in Eastridge, Tennessee. Uh, tickets are available, uh, still to this day. Um, uh, check out farleycon.com uh, and uh, just check out for ticket information, pricing, listings, vendors information, and all that. Um, hopefully, we'll have Rocky on the show here uh, pretty soon for the uh, for to uh, promote the event. And uh, hope to see all you guys out there. Um, yeah, so uh, we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to a lot of cool things that we got lined up. Uh, we got uh, future episodes coming up. Uh, we're still we still doing our rock retrospective. Um, coming up soon more we talk wrestling more something about sports you know um and one more quick thing before i get out here um there's going to be times in your life where you feel like you're not good enough you are good enough just remember that and if anybody says you're not good enough fuck them chip let's hit them with the outro Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. And check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. And I'm Roger Sierra. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.